Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And uh, we have a special guest for you this evening, Paul Preston of Agenda 21 Radio. He's also the leader of the new California 51st State Movement. And uh, they've got an important court case coming up. And I think the uh, enormity of it will surprise everybody. So I think you're going to really enjoy what you get here. Uh, You're going to find this very, very productive. And I can't wait to hear what Paul has to say on these important topics. Before we join Paul, very quickly here, uh, listen, (laughs) they're coming at us in tsunamis they will take away everything you have and I'm telling you if you don't have food water guns gold ammo natural medicine and tools you're going to have a problem get your get your supply of food now from my patriot supply do not let any more time go by I did uh, a 10 part look at the food supply and what I can tell you is three of the threats are in motion right now to take away your private food so go to foodwithdave.com and there's a great sale on right now check it out foodwithdave.com and if you have food you better have water filtration we've seen the attacks on the grids nine of them in about three and a half weeks so go to waterwithdave.com same deal low prices great sale uh, the number one filter in the country, and the research is published at waterwithdave.com. Those are the two sponsors we have for this show. Paul, welcome to the show. And man, this this could be monumental. What uh, what we're going to talk about here? Because I'm not getting anything about this in the media. Even alternative media seems to not be covering what New California is up to. So I'll just kind of hand it off to you and let you tell the people. Well, you know, yeah, thank you uh, very much for uh, having me on, Dave. This is really a, a wonderful uh, experience to be back with you. And But we had uh, pleasure. filed an amicus or an amicus brief uh, with the Brunson Brothers. And we filed this uh, in good faith. And, of course, we actually asked the, the, the Brunson Brothers. And I didn't know that it's uh, one of the instructions that when you're going to file an, an amicus in the court is you ask the, the party, the plaintiff party, um, or the defendant, uh, if you can, they want you to. And uh, it's always best to, to do that. You don't have to, but they ask you to do that as a cordial to the to the other parties. And this is this is the thing that is really, I think, the most interesting thing is this degree of or one of the things is this degree of cordiality that goes on in the on Supreme Court amongst parties. But the, the of course the issue at hand here is what is Brunson all about. And Brunson All About basically is about what happened on January 6th, uh, 2021, and how uh, Michael Pence comported himself as the vice president in the counting of the electoral ballots. And uh, this is what really set the stage that really has uh, the Brunsons uh, really making progress in the, in the court here, that he's having this heard. Can, uh, can you Brunson, take a second, Paul, and, and just tell him very quickly what the Brunson case is about generally? That's what I'm going to do right now. Uh, the Brunsons uh, looked at the case and they said that there got to be a better angle than attacking it from the standpoint that this is about an election. And, of course, what they said was, let's take a look at something called their oath of office and what was a, 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 an event that maybe detracted and from their oath of office, causing them to violate their oath of office. And, of course, the event was that they had improperly and did not listen to um, the advice that was being given to them by members of Congress, about 121 of them, who said, 
election fraud here. We have clear evidence. We have affidavits. There's election fraud. We need to have a 10-day pause put on this county so that we can go forward and say, go back to our states and say, what is the problem here? And, of course, Michael Pence did not do that, nor did anybody else. They plowed through it. The, the, uh, the petitions, they ignored everything that was coming. Uh, Andy Biggs, of course, led it on the, on the Senate or the or House of and uh, Ted Cruz is on the Senate side, uh, but they completely ignored that, blew that off, and then people actually voted for it, and they contended that vote that should never have happened. So when they did that, the people that voted for it violated their oath of office because it was fraudulent. And doing a fraud is a violation of your office, especially the commission of your actual duties. That is a felony. Now, the other part of that is that doesn't not only do the oath of office open that up, but it also opens up these people's further investigation about what they have been a party to in this whole process. So the, the, the door just opens up. And this is what they've done. Now, they got a number of these people that uh, that claim that they violated their oath of office. The uh, people have not responded, but the uh, Brunsons have persevered. They, they opened up the court case in Utah and ended up by securitist fashion to get into the Supreme Court. They're all pro se. They don't have an attorney that represents them. And so as a result, they ended up getting there. And it was on the notion that the oath of office was violated by 388 members of Congress and the executive branch, including uh, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, and Michael Pence. And, of course, the result of that violation, they would be removed from office forthwith. The marshals would show up and take them and escort them out of Washington, um, and the, the justices could make a 9-0 decision and go along with that, and that would mean these people would uh, be subject to a further investigation for various charges and crimes, they get fines. They never get office again. Some of the crimes that they would be associated with would be sedition and treason. Uh, real simple. Life and death things. Now, in the process to fully inform them about this, uh, they actually had to serve all 388 people with the U.S. Marshals. And, uh, of course, now we know what they did, how they did it. It's kind of interesting, that whole thing. We couldn't figure out how that was going on. They figured it out, and... Uh, Anyway, but we now know how to do that if we want to serve our local, uh, you know, Alex Padilla as an example. But we, uh, anyway, so they, they now have opened themselves up to these big charges. They got served papers, and they're not happy. They got served papers twice, actually, uh, and they're not happy about it. You may have heard that Michael Pence actually re- recanted his position about four months ago and said, you know, maybe I was just acting a little bit wrong and shouldn't have done that. Well, he already knew what was it in the wind with this lawsuit. So you have a lot of people now that have been served these papers. They're trying to blow it off like it's no big deal. Uh, not a good idea uh, for them to blow it off. And that's not a, a big deal because it is a very big deal, a very big deal. Now, we know it's a big deal because it has something to do with our original case that we filed against Gavin Newsom, Shirley Weber, and Alex Padilla, who was the, the Secretary of State of California at the time in which uh, none of the ballots, none of the ballots, except for a few precincts in Los Angeles, were printed according to what the Constitution of the state of California requires. Uh, and it was, In fact, it was all over the map. They left out very important information on how to vote for the president and vice president in almost all those counties. So California, we thought, had violated the uh, the spirit of the law, obviously. And when we were doing this lawsuit... They hadn't litigated a, a case that came down in Superior Court that said it was unconstitutional to use to use bail-in ballots, and of course, in the fashion that they were using it for. That decision came out the day before the election, which is problematic. I want to stop there just for a second to analyze this. Uh, what specifically was wrong in the court's opinion with mail-in ballots? I think this is a big lesson for all of us. You name it, um, it was, they were unaccountable. They had all the reasons that we've been talking about. It was our superior court. It's about about half a mile from my house here, uh, here in Sutter County, that came up with that. They did it all all right there. We we actually attended. The New Californians were all uh, all over the courthouse 
at the time, encouraging uh, Kevin Kiley, who's now uh, from the third district of California. He won, uh, became the, the 12th, yay, the 12th member of Congress from California as a Republican out of 52 counties, I might add. So 40 other, 40 other Democrats are occupying seats. Uh, seems a little imbalanced, especially with California being such a conservative county, obviously. That's the election system. But uh, all the things that you, you can think of, uh, chain of custody was a big one. That was a big issue. The other part of it, it was uh, just the sheer nature of this. Now, this is important. It's the legislature. It's the legislature that has complete control over what happens with elections. It's that way in all states. And, of course, what happened was on March 4, 2020, the, the, the Newsom at the time being governor, he worked it out with the legislature for them to surrender their executive, their powers and give all powers to him as the executive to act on the COVID situation. Well, that's built off into everything else. Effectively, he became a dictator. And so that was the other thing, that no way, because he was the executive, could he order mail-in ballots to be sent out, printed and then sent out without the legislature's approval. And the legislature never gave him that approval. He just usurped it and did it. And, of course, the legislature, after the election, uh, came back and retroactively approved it. That's what they did. Okay. Retroactively approved it. Does this have application for the rest of the country, in your opinion, this one part? Absolutely it does. Now, they, they appealed this case, and they, they uh, threw it, they, the, the appellate court uh, in the, of the Superior, Superior Court uh, agreed with Newsom that it was okay for him to do that. This is the way the court system is in California. It's like Arizona. It's corrupt. Well, exactly. It's no different anywhere. So, right. exactly right. Okay, so where, where does it go from here? Well, where it goes from here is it's kind of interesting. Um, when we filed our amethyst brief, we filed our amethyst brief uh, back in November, I think November 4th. Interestingly enough, we the follow this history because in the case of this uh, the, the Brunsons, when they filed, uh, they did not think they were going to get to the Supreme Court, and they did some things behind the scenes, but ultimately they got in the Supreme Court. And once there, the clerks, you know, kind of kept on nudging them along about what to do and how to do things which is uh, pretty interesting, and that whole thing that the support, that they're basically being supported and encouraged to file documents this, document that, and so on. So um, they were quite encouraged by that. I'm not necessarily encouraged. I just I think it's interesting. But uh, So they filed everything, got everything that they had there. So we go, uh, I say to my lawyer, I said, you know, this is us in a different degree, we, if we do amicus, we get in amicus, and then they, the, the Supreme Court can weigh in on what we have, which is, of course, the situation with the ballots all being you know, screwed up. <laughs> and so we could hook onto that. So we filed our amicus. The court was very congenial. The, the clerks, all, yes, bring it, bring it, bring it. So we filed them electronically. They all, everything was put up electronically. Now, come to find out, they made their decision on Friday, when they made the decision as to what they're going to do. Now, they can either, um, and they were going to announce it on Friday. Now, it's interesting, they did not announce it on Friday, and they waited until Monday to announce it, because what was going on on Friday? All the chaos in the House, right? So, they decided to wait until Monday or Tuesday. So, what that meant was, they automatically rejected our, our, our amicus. Now, they rejected it on the grounds. This is after they made the decision, I might add. I hold on to that. They didn't do it, or we even, you, know, you would think that if we file it late, the clerks are going to reject it, right? And they won't even be seen publicly or anything. That didn't happen. They Not only did they do that, they insisted um, that they put up our am amicus, and then we had the router to go with it. But they insisted, we want your stuff paper-bound, documented, blah, 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 send it to us, which we did. We hurried up and did that. We got that in there. And then after the they notified on by way of the website that our documents were um, were rejected outright because it was a timing issue. We should have filed on November 24th, which we did not know. We had no idea about that. 
but it's not necessarily a failure. Uh, we have a, a real feeling that they have to take up the issue, the Supremes do. They have to take up the issue of oath of office. They're very squarely confronted with this, Dave, um, in this case. And if they don't, I'll tell you what, we don't have a country any longer. You're talking about the judicial betrayal, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. If that if they don't take this up based upon just the oath of office, um, it's over. It's over. O v e r. Yeah, um, I hear you. I just I just don't think we're going to recover from that. And it's uh, it's also a sign that uh, you know the Roberts and everybody else who have been uh, you know it's, uh, you know um, what's the word I'm looking for uh, they were being basically plied uh, because of their situations and you know. Jezebel, or the, what do you call it, island, <laughs> Epstein Island business, I think that that's going to um, ruin the country. I really, I think, and I don't think you can get anywhere. It also signals that they're not going to try to do anything with the Dominion machine system. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time awesome. boy the circus like you just had out, out in arizona well yeah I, I talked to sheriff mac about that uh the other day here recently and and tom rents too and i asked him both the same question I said, why is it that these judges keep making corrupt and just nonsense rulings just to preserve illegal elections that are clearly proven, even by the election workers themselves? And the answer I got from both is that to admit there's corruption in the elections undoes undoes the whole system of corruption, and that whole system of corruption basically comes back to all the judges that are on the take, too. Do you agree with that? Oh, Oh, absolutely. And, you know, a, a classic example, we, what we say out here in California, see, this is why we say this. Um, we see this out here in California that uh, nobody in our state legislature wants to talk about anything now. They're just happy being there. And, of course, what that means is they're benefiting from an election system in which they have been pre-selected to be there. And they get told what to say and do and what to vote on and what not to vote on. And they do it, and that's like a job. 
that's what that's what happens. It's a perfect communist system with the elections and the corruption. But I would absolutely, with uh, Rents and Mac, absolutely 100% agree. They're beholding. You saw this. Everybody that was in that room, for the most part, now, there's places where there's patchwork, as you know, the elections run pretty good, you know, Florida and, and uh, Texas and other states, but they don't run all that good because, for the most part, you know, they've, they've tried to Californicate the whole, the whole nation now, and this was their biggest attempt here. So there are some people that are there elected freely and fairly as they should be, and they should be proud of that. But for the most part, especially on the Democrat side, especially all 40, all 40 of the Democrats, I can prove today, all 40 of the Democrats of California got in there fraudulently. Fraudulently, no question about it. What was the, the, pro- what was the process, the, Paul? Well, the process, obviously, is setting up the algorithms beforehand. They do this. There's a cartel system. The cartel system in California operates out of out of San Diego. It's a, it's a plaza system, as they call it, uh, and where they've modified uh, the, um, the primaries to where you have a, basically a, a primary in which the top two people are selected, and they go on to the general election regardless of party. Now, that selection process is really key to it all because they can stack up and load up as many people as they want in the primary, and they do. Um, the corrupt, corrupt uh, system of uh, employees or workers around the election or around the candidates uh, that are being paid by the cartel a flat rate of a lot of money. And then, of course, the candidates will actually pay these campaign advisors additional money so they make additional money. But they regulate who's going to be winning and who's going to be showing off and who's going to be the prime candidate, the, the flower and fluff of it all, you know, the look good, pretty face and all that. Um, but if they're a Democrat, you know, and if they've got any kind of connection, uh, you know they're going to win because they always win. Uh, Democrats almost always win in California now. And usually they win by a very 70% to 30% for the Republicans, 70% for the Democrats. Which you know, that's a, there's an algorithm at work there. Anytime you fractionate a, a ballot, um, you know that the corruption's on. What do you mean and by you guys, fractionate? I know what you well, mean, but tell the audience what you yeah, mean by the fractionate. Audience, you go in to vote. You know, you have your ballot that that has a value of one. You go, okay, the number one. All right, you get it. So it, we, now, what happens inside of a computer is you can take that value of one. And fractionate it into 100 parts, right? Because it takes a hundred of something to make one. You know, it's point one a hundred times is one, the number one. You get it. So if you have 30 of those point ones or point three, and you subtract that from the one, you get 70 percent or point seven left. Now that's exactly what we call fraction. What they do is you're wandering around and you got point three or then where's that going? Well, that gets put over to the other candidate, and that's what they did with Biden. They had a formula, an algorithmic formula. They ran it in all machines, and it's a complete, very sophisticated system of the machines that they use. But they ran it in the machines, and the algorithm for this presidential election it was one point. Listen to this: Trump got point seven of every vote. He got seven. So all his, all his. Votes were 0.7, 70%. And the other 30% went to Joe Biden. So Joe Biden, every time he got a it was 1.3 of a vote. So you can see that every other vote, he's getting two, and Trump is getting less than less than two. Um, and, of course, that number over millions changes everything. And the key to it is to be able to control every machine and every precinct so that to get those values they want that are fractionated values, fractionated values now, not whole numbers uh, will be achieved. And they've got modems inside the machines. You can take your cell phones. You can stand outside and you can manipulate uh, who's getting what votes. They oftentimes do. Sometimes they have to change up and do a different type of algorithm based upon the candidate and what's going on. We've got about a dozen algorithms that we use to, to look at this. Uh, Dr. Shiva is the one who found it. Uh, Dr. Shiva, when he found it, our guys got all this and started popping out the numbers. You know, um, one of the things that happened here recently was this moment of truth with Mike Lindell. I was there to report on California. I was bumped 
and they put another person to, to give the numbers for California, and the numbers were bogus. They're flat out lie. And so we we always correct the record that with the the characters that came in and kind of hijacked the system. Not a, not a reflection on Liddell. There was enough security issues going on, and he had his hands full. You could tell. But the bottom line is, they lied to the public about even remotely what it was, and they stuck to some fa- uh, some fictitious numbers that don't even reflect it. Donald Trump, when he got in California, won by fifteen million eight hundred thousand votes against Joe Biden's four million. That's how deep this was out here in California for Donald J. Trump. And uh, now, of course, we have Gavin Newsom and the whole, they use the same algorithm for the presidential race that they use for his recall. And, uh, we have caught, listen, we have backtracked the fraud. There's a, a it, it's still going on. Uh, we accused a whole bunch of people in the county clerk reporters of uh, the fraud. And, you know, they've, uh, our accusations have stuck. We've served declarations. On them, uh, we've had a, we're having investigations. We had investigations. So far, out of out of the county clerk recorders, we've got twelve of them that have resigned, left, or did not run for office again. Some of them, when we presented the truth to them about their own numbers in their own county, they left three days. They left because they knew they were caught, and they were. And we can catch any politician at this, including all the things with Katie Hobbs. We've run the Katie Hobbs numbers. Uh, she she was crushed. There was nothing remotely. What it, did, you know, that, how bad did Carrie Lake beat Katie Hobbit? Uh, about seventy to seventy to thirty. That's what I thought. Seventy thirty. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Now we would really like to get with Carrie Lake defense team or the team. And lay these numbers out in front of them so that they're more astute next time when they go to the court to be able to just basically look at the facts, the basic facts, get back to thinking about numbers and whole numbers. But uh, on your ballot there, you know, your mining instructor or whatever he was, that's the first number because nobody ran against him. He got 1.6 plus million votes and uh, in Arizona. Well, wait a minute. Kerry Lake only got 1.2. Now, last I checked, I looked at your ballot. Your mining guy was at the very bottom of the ballot. Kerry Lake was all the way at the top. And then also you had um, your what your treasurer got 1.6. Yeah, so I, I, I got to say this about the state mining inspector. Because the person ran unopposed, most people or some people would be inclined not even to vote because the issue is decided. Right. So how, the, how many more votes did the mining inspector get in their election than the governor's election? 400,000 more. It doesn't make well, any sense. No, no, it doesn't make any sense, just on the face of it. And when you, So if you were to really do the right thing, break out the real numbers, count them, of course, now they have a phalanx of people who won't let you even look at them to count them. And that's that whole corrupt system there. You have a Maricopa from your sheriff to all the way down. When they took out Ohio, that was the, the turning point. They could not have Trump. And now you've got, uh, who's your Secretary of State now? What's his name? Uh, we know who he is, Fontes. Fontes. Yeah. Well, my prediction is that Hobbs will move on to the federal level and he'll come in and be your governor six months. Six months. That's Because he's a no, cartel no. guy. He's a cartel guy. Come on. Well, I know that. You've, you've told me that. Others have told me that too. But, but here's the deal. I don't see Hobbit moving on because... She's not qualified to do anything. And the other thing is, too, her husband has a very lucrative practice at Phoenix Children's yeah, Hospital. Yeah, he's penises. I get it. Yeah, he it cuts off kids' genitals. You're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, listen, uh, these are these are non-human beings. But listen, she's perfect to go into the Biden administration to be a do-nothing, know-nothing, uh, like a Buttigieg. You know, that's what she would do. She's a, they're going to hide her. Which is exactly what they want to do because now she's she's got the she's got the, the governorship. Now all she needs to do is go away, and who's gonna you know who's gonna send there is Pontes, and of course he's totally cartel. You know that, um, and the cartel wants him there. Cartels are buying up your real estate like crazy out here, and I really hear something that's really disturbing is that now the Russians are giving heavy heavy. Uh, Equipment, heavy weapons to the cartels at the American border. Did you know that? Yes. And that is really disturbing because, you know, what, and the reason is, is that 
well, wait a minute, the Americans are out there, you know, firing missiles and killing all, all of our Russians um, in Ukraine. Well, guess what? They show up with our heavy weapons and do some killing inside America. That's the rationale as it's explained to me by my military people in the last couple of days. And they're down there. Now, you guys, all of us have a problem. Because, you know, they, if they pull off their uh, little coup um, by basically getting in a lot of uh, APCs or even light uh, armor, uh, they could be in San Francisco in hours. They could, they'll take over Phoenix, they'll go right up into Flagstaff and take that over, which, by the way, is becoming really a hot spot for cartels in Flagstaff. So um, that's why I say that what needs to happen, and I mean this in all sincerity, I'm really glad I'm on your show, you need to start a new Arizona movement. And that needs, I need people's names, let's get started, because they fear what we are doing out here in a big way. And we need to do something to push back, and I think we can do something in Arizona. Just the, the sheer notion of starting a new Arizona. But, and look, hey, look at your, you got, you got uh, six out of nine Republicans, uh, in Congress. My bottom line is you actually got nine, uh, if you do the numbers. Again, once again, uh, you know, there was 17% of Democrats voted in your election. What is up with that, Dave? I mean, you can see this is obvious that they're manipulating everything. And if they won't allow it, you know they're corrupt. And everybody has to, I think, come to a, a, an agreement on that, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. But um, it's not going to happen. Um, hey, do you have any idea how the corrupt judges get paid off? Yeah, uh, usually in uh, Bitcoin and other uh, cryptocurrencies. So it's untraceable. Yeah, well, it, uh, Dave, I know that five years ago I gave you Bitcoin, and you know I paid ten cents for it, and you know I know you turned it in, but uh, you know, you don't know that you just just popped in your hands, right? That's what they're doing. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what they're doing. And uh, you had some other people, what, what Wendy Rogers. Uh, oh, by the way, she's one of the races that you want to look at. They didn't use the algorithm on her. Your treasurer, Wendy Rogers, and your inspector, or your mind guy, uh, they never used the algorithm on them. So, so you have they're, the ba- they're the baseline figures, right? They, uh, Carrie, uh, Carrie Lake crushed them. Absolutely yeah. crushed them. But what, I mean, what, I, mean, what I mean by baseline figures is that you have a standard of comparison for other races. Yeah, well, that's one of them. But the other part of it is you can use the algorithm in reverse if you know the if you know the whole numbers, uh, and they give you the whole numbers. So you, when you figure that out, you can use uh, various numbers of various algorithms, and you can determine how they. And you also get their vote. You know, this is the thing. You have two values. You have a, a, a baseline value, which of course are your whole numbers, and then their values, which is the values that they determine what people won by. Well, the, what closes the gap to tell you the truth is the algorithm, and you just calculate the algorithm. Now, some of these algorithms, they are people. Uh, Michigan, when they did Michigan, took fifty hours to run it. Fifty hours. Why? But you know, our people were the ones. We came out and announced about the two hundred and ninety-nine thousand votes you guys. Did. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Couldn't come up with. We're saying there's something in our algorithm is telling us there's a missing 299,000 votes in, yeah. your, in the whole system. Then lo and behold, shocking, it was 298,000. We were off a little bit, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's almost laughable. Once you start realizing, you know, you know, it was amazing to me is I watched the public comment of Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, and they had three election officials there that I personally saw, and they described the disenfranchisement of Republican voters and how bad it was and how they mishandled everything. And then all you heard from Chairman Bill Gates, your two minutes are up. Your time is up. Yeah, and, and, and here you got people on the other side 
testifying there was cheating? Oh, everybody was. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is California, um, and I'm re- I'm really surprised. I'm sure they're even having public comment. You know that that's that's an amazing thing. You, you notice that all these public officials that are corrupted are retreating, not coming out in public. They don't want to. They shorten time. They they put up plexiglass. They they get on Zoom meetings. They'd rather be there. They don't come out in public. They hide. Katie Hobbs hot hid. You know, those who know debating. In fact, what's happening, the phenomenon here, which is the phenomenon up there too, is that the candidates spend any money on being a candidate campaign. And the, the bottom line is, why should they? They know they're going to win. You the mean fix is in. They didn't get the FTX money? Some of them did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you, have, sure, any, do you sure, have any information yeah. on that? Oh yeah, uh, FDX is a very interesting situation because many of these people were bought off, or some of them uh, got a lot of donations. As an example, I could name a couple of people that got a lot of donations and they uh, converted those donations into FTX uh, cyber uh, uh, cryptocurrencies, and they got hammered. You got some nonprofit organizations that found themselves in that little category. You know, but, so I, I just you just stroked a memory in me here. Didn't Karen Fan, the incompetent and illegitimate leader of the Arizona fraudit, to look at the 2020 election? Right. Didn't she hand off control of crypto at the state level to Wendy Rogers? Yeah. Oh, shocking. Wendy Rogers. Yes. I'm not going to make any allegations. I'm just pointing out that's interesting. Well, they didn't run the algorithm either against her. That's another thing. Listen, to all this is all math. It can be proven. It can be proven. This is... The, to, to use the algorithms on the numbers, it 100% approves the election fraud. It proves it. 100%. You know, we have not had one of our numbers refuted by anybody. And in fact, uh, when we present them uh, to the to the people that really, not all not all county clerk reporters know their numbers, by the way. But when we present the, the numbers to the ones we think know the numbers, or they may be able to bragging about something, and we present the numbers to them, every single one is resigned three days. Three days, day. We have a, a, a you know, we, this is the, uh, goes to the declarations that we've been doing for the last two years. We have about 50,000 declarations out right now on people, and the effects have been staggering, because now we, after this election cycle, um, we have one county um, in which there's only one county supervisor still standing, the other ones all decided to resign or retire. <laughs> Nobody ran for office again. Um, we have a school board up in uh, uh, Calaveras County, in which uh, within a week after being served the declarations, three board members uh, resigned. One left town. One left town and left the state within a week. What were they guilty um, of, in your opinion? Violation of oath of office is the basic one. So specifically, what did they typically do when you say violate oath of office? What do you mean? Well, you know what they were doing was uh, harming children, as an example, because they were socially distancing them, put masks on them. Uh, they took money, you know, they took the COVID money. County supervisors are notorious. They got the COVID money and they immediately gave themselves raises. Uh, so that was pretty easy. Um, but you know, any type of child endangerment policies, other things that they were doing, if they were doing something that was untoward towards the parents as an example, which is a violation of Ed Code sections and, and Penal Code section, we would note that. And we would make them in the declaration um, prove it or disprove it. And they had 10 days to respond. And most of them would just pull us off attorneys. <laughs> I just love it. Their county council uh, was telling them, don't worry about these guys from New California. It's no big deal. Are you kidding me? You know how many people, I'm telling you, I'm going to go down a list here I don't have it in front of me right now, so I probably shouldn't. But we have hundreds of people that that were in office before the declaration are now gone. Dave. Shaped, reshaped this whole state at this point, mm-hmm. and we're going to continue. We're not done. Oh no, 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 no. We're not done. We are absolutely not done. Um, we have our convention coming up this week, of course, and um, we're going to. Um, 
Laura Logan's going to be there. And we're going to be uh, doing this whole thing with the um, declarations again afterwards if we get done with the convention. But I, I really fear what's going to be happening in this month. I really do. I'm really not happy with the, the roof speeds down there. Now, you've talked for a long time about the Russians being down there. And, and the Chinese. Are, There's Chinese well, influence the Chi- there, too, because of the weapons disbursement Dave, to the cartels. Dave, you've got Chinamen all over the place. I know. Uh, they're buying, the cartels are buying up homes paying cash, and um, uh, according to reports that I get, that as um, the Chinese are, uh, are in homes, they never come out, lots of Chinese, and there's a lot of military types in the Navajo Indian Reservation. I don't know what that's yeah. about. No, um, that's a little concerning, isn't it? Well, they're doing the same thing in British Columbia. Peter Annette has covered that with Sarah Westall. And uh, really, it's they they may have as many as two hundred thousand troops right. on reservation land in Upper British Columbia. Right. Did you know that? Yeah. What's the answer? Well, the answer is we better start wising up what's going on. It's scary. This is frightening beyond belief. Well, you know, I'm not going to be afraid of it. Uh, we're going to we're Americans, and we're going to stand on this, and we're going to stop this. We're going to do the things we need to do, and we need to call it out. You know, Dave, you and I have been doing this calling out business on this crap for, what, 12 years? And, you know, when we get on it, we get on it, and they don't like it. I don't care. Uh, uh, they don't like it. They don't like the heck what I'm doing. I don't give a damn. You know, I'm an American, and I'm going to stand strong. I'm going to stand on these, on these, on on this ground. This is my ground, not theirs. And we're going to put them in their place, and we're going to get rid of them. And we're going to do the things legally, constitutionally, to get rid of them. It's going to happen. It's happening right now. All we need to do is continue the pushback on certain key places, especially down there in Maricopa County. But I think that you guys really standing up as a new state will just shake the crap out of things. And that's exactly what was, you know, you've got this whole uh, declaration business and things like that. We can talk about that later. But there needs to be a team of people that are going to take back your state. And I know you have patriots there that will take back your state. Right now they've rolled over and just gave it over to them because they, some of them have been advised improperly. i got to tell you, I'm getting real close to exposing these people that are acting like saints, but they're, of course, working for the other side. And uh, we're getting close on some of that here in California. It's the same people in California as it is in Arizona. But they, uh, we've decided to serve the declarations, and of course, you guys did not. It's now time to get some of these people to start serving. I'm telling you, uh, once you get a county committee up and running, and they serve their first few affidavits on people, they're going to get it. They're going to get it. They're going to see it, and they're going to go, "Oh my God! Why didn't we do this sooner?" The formula for the affidavits, you get. A hundred citizens to sign an affidavit and then give it to a sheriff? Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't most liberal sheriffs just throw the affidavits in the trash? Yeah, to their own uh, demise, because if you find them that they're doing that, you serve them with affidavits. Is that illegal to do what they're doing? Absolutely, it's illegal. It's a crime. Hmm. They're committing a crime. And here's the beauty of this. We're persistent in New California. We've been doing this now two years. You know, at the convention in 2008, or excuse me, 2008, 17, 18, um, in San Luis Obispo, I, uh, two, it must have been 2020. Two, no, 2021 is when it was. That's right, after the election. And I stood there on the last day of the election, and I said, we have two months. We have two months to do declarations. And to do them right. Now, we are already doing declarations. We're having sporadic success with them. And then I said, we have to do this and get this up and running. And we did. That was in May. And on June 1st, on June 1st, we served our first declaration to a county reporter. His name was Tommy Gong out of San Luis Obispo. Oh, yeah, I remember. We showed him his numbers. And three days later, he resigned. He resigned. He didn't go take another job down in Contra Costa because he wanted to. Oh, no. He was forced out because he resigned. And now we know the whole tip of the iceberg. There's so much that we've got just from that one. That was just the first one. And then, of course, we just take it off like gangbusters. Now, that can happen in Arizona, Dave. Yeah, listen, it's so wide open for some of these people. 
know, Gates, serve, get a, serve, get a bunch of people from Maricopa, serve this son of a bitch, uh, uh, his, his 200, you get 200 people to serve on him. You got other people to serve on Katie Hobbs. She's violated Hey, she laughed at the Constitution the other day. She laughed at the Constitution because she was trying to take a secret oath. You know, getting up there as the governor and saying the oath of office does not mean you're saying an oath of office to the secret society. Hell, you've got the, the citizens of Arizona who have every right to see that publicly. But they did not show it. No, they're trying to keep just keep this governor thing quiet. Yeah, why? Because we we stole it. <laughs> we just want we don't want any more. Just you guys go away now. Go away, Dave. Oh, why, did, go well, away. why would she do a secret swearing in? This because of, this is a communism, and the communists uh, do this at every place that they take over. They take their uh, elected leaders and officials and they isolate them. Uh, so that basically what you're listening to is the media and pronouncements that come out from the bureaucracy. That's what it is. So leaders that are elected are minimized. It's the minimization of election, elected leaders. That's what they want. Because elected leaders, like elected sheriffs, they have powers, like a sovereign sheriff. I mean, listen to Coach Mac. Uh, Coach Mac. Listen to me. Uh, <laughs> listen, to, listen to Mac. You know, Mac and I are 100% in agreement on this. He's the only, listen, he's the only guy in the nation actually running around doing this stuff. But a sovereign sheriff has sovereign, uh, his sovereignty over his county. He is the boss. The county clerk recorder is the boss, and, and even though she's elected, but she's not the boss. The county supervisors are not the, hell, the president of the United States is not the boss in his county, nor the governor. He is the boss. That's what they have to get rid of, Dave, is that idea. And that's what they've been trying to do like crazy. And that's why Soros has been going after DAs and sheriffs. That's the story. Eliminate sovereignty. You know, the founding fathers knew you had to have some basis in law enforcement. And they knew that somebody had to be a sovereign. So they, they said that, well, you could have senators that are sovereigns to your state. You could have, you know, uh, sheriffs. You can have you know, sovereigns to your entire county, excuse me. But supervisors are not sovereigns to the entire county. They're sovereigns to a district within the county. I don't know where this Gates clown comes off. He acts like he owns the whole county of Maricopa. Bull crap. He doesn't. He he has no sovereignty over the county. Your sheriff does. Your district attorney does. Did I tell you? Did I tell you? Investigated by your sheriff, by the way. Did I ever tell you I know Gates? Yeah, yeah, I know you know. It's an interesting story, but he, he's just living proof of what happens when you're in politics and you sell out to the dark side. Oh, they're all sold out, Dave. And this is all provable stuff. Well, I know on the Maricopa County Board, I don't know about all the members, but I know some are controlled by Soros and China. Right. Well, that's what we have out here. We, I'll, I can run down and tell you that people that are sold out to China. What about McCarthy? Hello? You know, uh, who, do you, who do you think owns McCarthy the most? And FTX is one. Who else? Well, I think he's got a Chinese connection going on there. Uh, some of these guys have Chinese connections that are limited to the, and not a part of the Communist Party, per se, but the ventures in, in China. I'm, you know, I, I understand that. I get that. That are solid. And the other side, the other side doesn't necessarily believe in communism, as you know, like in Taiwan and stuff. But um, but the the ones in which they require minders, they always have twenty four seven surveillance. I mean, that's called the, you're beholding to them, and they are. And most of them out here, California, are beholding to not just the Chinese communists, but also to their cartel friends that run the uh, election system. So it's whoever. Um, they are beholding too. You can look first of all at the election system that brought them there, who who provided support for them. Uh, Soros is a common thing with uh, the district attorneys and sheriffs to try to knock them off. You know they spent three million dollars on Joe uh, Joe Pyle to get rid of him to get in uh, Paul um, what's his name your sheriff over there in Maricopa now. But anyway, uh, they uh, got Paul Penzone. Penzone, right? Penzone. So, uh, 
I would, I, almost everybody, every Democrat has some connection to China. Uh, some have more of a connection to the cartels. Um, you know, like your Secretary of State has more connection to the cartels. But the cartels and the Chinese work together. Look at the fentanyl. We're just murdering our kids with, with, with the guys, you know, um, like these clowns that are being brought in by by the communist Chinese and also the, the cartels and Soros. It's uh, amazing to me. Uh, fentanyl does kill. It does kill. Uh, we had a, a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, had um, that died all just about six weeks ago. And it, it, it really hits home. But it's, it's all over California now. Um, short of a revolution, what options are there? Let, let's lay it out because we've come, we've kind of gone over it, but let's make it specific now before we close. I, I think I think a big effort. People need to rally. I know they say, well, the elections over BS. You know, one of the things that we learned in the New California State Movement. This is a movement that never ends. This is an election that never ends. And so, people right now, they don't. The state does not know what to do with us. We're out there campaigning for New California. Isn't it December, January, February? That's kind of an option, right? But we're out here being a fake. They have to answer to us, Dave. We have so many people in so many counties that are going out and making their people answer to them. They hate it. Well, I'm sorry. You hate you know us, us being in charge of you? That's the way it's supposed to be. So we're winning that race. And everybody needs to win that race. People need this Lou Holtz. I used to love Lou Holtz. You know, he always came in. You know, if he was losing at halftime, the number one thing he always said: "Well, it's gut check time." Yeah. How many times do you tell your kids that? It's gut check time. You know, and it is. It's gut check time. Let's get after it. Um, we, you know, and we can. You have to have the right tools. The tools are in the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and the Bill of Rights. And you've got plenty of tools to pull from, especially with the oath of office. And we're going to have to see how that works out tomorrow. Um, I think that it's going to be difficult to recover. What we will know, and I'm going to put this out there, what we will know is that these people really are corrupt. And, and that means the whole judicial system is done. So we have to think about how we're going to change that constitutionally. Yeah, because where's your recourse if you can't count on judges? Well, you know, the, 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 the make a new state. Just don't have any impact on the state, Dave. Making it. Neither does the executive branch. Make a new state. Make your own judges. Select your own uh, uh, governor. Appoint it. And later on, for it, it, you know, they'll, they'll go along with it in, in the uh, in the Senate and the or the uh, Congress. They'll go along with it. Let's let's go backwards for a second here with the court case. What is it that you're alleging in your filing? Well, well, we're not alleging anything. We've we've got two court cases. One is still in a, sort of an abeyance. That was the one that we filed originally in December of 2020. The court never heard it. We made them have a hearing on it in September. Hello, September. And it had to deal with January 5th County. So uh, it's never been heard on the merits. Uh, they dismissed it after that. But after they heard our arguments, that they, they were crap in the pants. We knew that. The body language is very obvious. So we know we have a part of the case that goes on with Brunson. Uh, we also have another case right now in which we're suing uh, the county of Sacramento and uh, Shirley Weber and Gavin Newsom over retroactive payments to the uh, Dominion people uh, for Dominion machines. They should never have made the payments, and they should. It points to open fraud, so they are scurrying around. That's that case. And then there, of course, is the amicus, uh, which is with Brunson. If Brunson through, and they have to have a hearing, the shit will hit the, excuse me, will hit the fan. Absolutely, it will hit the fan. And that's our time to come in with our stuff. That's our time to to see how strong they're going to come back behind the oath of office and support it, so that everybody who does say the oath of office is a is a firm, as somebody who has authority and a, and a, um, authority over their own jobs, they can they can faithfully execute that while doing it. 
But if they don't, then that will just um, create another problem. And the other problem is how will you fix the judiciary, which is runaway. I think you have some uh, Supreme Court justices actually who want to do the right thing. They're conflicted because they've got this, these problems like Justice Roberts. Uh, but this offers them an out to take up the Brunson case to do the right thing and um, get our oath of office back in shape. It'll also mean probably if they go along with the second part of it, which is it was a violent they should have listened uh, people are straightening out the problem then there could be another election and uh, you'll see the removal of Joe Biden that will happen well I dream for that but I'll tell you it, I know it's a stretch right if, you know, if everything goes right that's the, the way it should, it should go but uh, once again uh, you know I'm you, you know, you coach. You know what you're doing here. Um, and, you know, when when the when it's coming down to it, you're sitting there thinking, "Geez, I'm down by a lot. How am I going to change it?" At the very end, I got a minute. I got two minutes. Maybe at that, how can I make it, how can I make that ball go through the hoop? And uh, you know, sometimes God just takes over and it happens. And you've experienced that. I've experienced that. You know how that whole thing works. We're in that moment of the day, and I believe my faith in God is going to carry us to the right. Hoop, and we're going to go through the hole, and we're going to win. And it's there's it, to me, it's a pre thing. I think we have now the necessary tools. I really thought it was hysterical. I watched an absolute hysteria. Uh, we, in fact, we covered it pretty much wall to wall on on the AEN network that we've got going on here. And I thought Donald Trump's command of the whole situation with uh, the selection of of um, of um, What's it? Oh, see, I forgot his name. It's California guy, McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy. I thought yeah. I thought it was hysterical, and, and of course he used Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gaetz uh, and others to kind of orchestrate something. Uh, Matt or uh, McCarthy, you know, he's not well liked in Kern County, Bakersfield. They hate him there. They absolutely, they hate him. They hate him, and uh, I can see that unequivocally. They have posters up. They have billboards up talking about how much get rid of a car, leave on a mouth, blah, blah, blah. But he it's keeps, just, he keeps getting rid of Well, that's, you no, know, he gets selected. Out here, you don't get elected in California. It's fraudulent. You get uh-huh. selected. <laughs> and so they had to gerrymander his zone, his, or his, uh, his congressional district uh, this year, and of course they, based upon the 2020 census. And when they gerrymandered it, it pushed Devin is completely out of his area. So McCarthy got all the conservatives of Devin Nunez, and Nunez moved on to a very, very uh, strong never win. So that's why he became part Yeah. Well, you mentioned you have a convention. Again, tell people in case they want to and are able to attend how they can attend and uh, how they can follow your good work. Well, uh, go to uh, NewCaliforniaState.com, NewCaliforniaState.com, and uh, sign up for the convention if you want to go. Uh, learn about everything that's going on in the convention. It's going to be at the Anaheim Sheridan in Southern California. Major breakthrough that we're going to Southern California, or in Orange County in particular, Anaheim. Yeah, that's surprising. Uh, that really is That really is surprising. Did it for a reason, and we're shifting things up. with what New California is designed to do. Yeah. Uh, we also have uh, Laura Logan will be one of the speakers. Speakers, and also uh, we're going to be training, teaching people about what we're doing, like with the declarations and the affidavits and all this stuff, so you can get your own state up and running. But we also have uh, constitutional responsibilities that are going to be going on and uh, and during the whole convention as well. Come out. General meeting at the end of the day, and that he was going to t- consider okay. uh, things that we're doing for and Paul. We are flat out of time. I'm glad you got to get that across. I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you for what you're doing, and uh, we'll stay in touch on this issue and have you back as uh, circumstances dictate. All right, brother. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.